You're listening to a podcast from the Queen Mary Centre for the History of the Emotions. We've created this series of short audio pieces to introduce listeners to what we do. As historians of emotions, we look to the past to understand our feelings in the present. In this disgusting episode, Richard Firth Godby here tells the story of an especially evil cardigan. I have a proposal for you. I have in my hands a crisp, clean £10 note. I'll give it to you, and all you have to do is put on a cardigan. That's it, just put on this old second-hand cardigan. Sounds like a great deal, right? There's one thing you should know. This old cardigan belonged to Adolf Hitler. It was one of his favourites, and there are a number of photos of him wearing it. He may well have worn it as the Nazis sat around the table, thrashing out the finer details of the final solution and the murder of millions. Do you still want to wear the cardigan for a tenner? For those who just thought, no, ask yourselves, why not? It is, after all, Just an old cardigan. A version of this thought experiment was performed in real life by a psychologist called Paul Rosen in the late 1980s. He found that people are much less likely to want to come into contact with an object if they believed it had been owned, worn or even touched by someone considered as evil. He thinks that we subconsciously believe that these objects contain an essence that can be transferred from person to object and back to person. We believe that by wearing Hitler's cardigan, we will be contaminated by his evil. This process is known as sympathetic magic or contagion bias, and it has an intimate relationship with one emotion in particular, disgust. Disgust is often described as a basic emotion. Putting the possibility that the English concept of disgust is somewhat different to similar concepts in other languages and cultures to one side for a moment, there does appear to be some sort of avoidance behaviour related to objects that might contaminate us that share not only by all primates, including humans, but a great many animals, even some insects. At its most basic, it's how we avoid eating food that could contaminate us with pathogens. The smell, the taste, the sight or even the squishing sound of a rotting apple is enough to keep us out of harm's way. Many of us would even avoid those that had touched the apple unless they clean their hands first. The idea that disgust helps us avoid infection has been described by disease epidemiologist Valerie Curtis as pathogen avoidance theory. The problem is how do you get from saying yuck after eating a rotten apple to not wearing Hitler's cardigan? Valerie Curtis and Paul Rosen both think that at some point in the past we've co-opted the emotion of disgust into morality 
by linking people who might contaminate the social realm to objects that might contaminate us physically. The idea is that people who act immorally might be showing symptoms taken as some sort of infection. And the same mechanism that forms the patterns by which we judge if something is physically disgusting are used to judge if someone is morally disgusting. There is some growing evidence for this. Moral psychologist Jonathan Haidt has found that being highly sensitive to physically disgusting objects can predict how extreme someone's political views are. To put it another way, the less likely you are to wear Hitler's cardigan, the more likely you are to have a distrust of people who behave as if they are outside your group, be that the national, racial, sexual, political, ideological, whatever. But here's another problem. The objects and actions that cause disgust are far from universal. At the extreme end, there are cultures that happily eat freshly roasted intestines filled with excrement as a delicacy. At the other end, I can't stand sushi. Just can't stand it. But I bet many of you love it. This also happens morally. For example, Hitler thought that killing millions of Jews while wearing a snazzy cardigan was the right thing to do. In his view, they were the contaminant that needed cleansing. So the big question is, if everyone has different disgusts, how does disgust work as a universal? Well, the answer is, I think it doesn't. The deep down basic feeling of revulsion might have evolved in the distant past, but the more complicated bits, like cardigan wearing, sushi and genocide, are where that stuff about disgust being different in other languages and cultures comes in. Culture is a powerful force. It can build upon and even override evolved desires. Revulsion appears to be one such drive that's open for interpretation. It allows us to choose our version of disgust and dictate what and who is disgusting and what and who are not. And then we eat and we act and we vote accordingly. Quite simply, the disgust you experience when contemplating wearing a cardigan once worn by Adolf Hitler or eating an apple has the power to rule the world. It should be treated with respect. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Queen Mary Centre for the History of the Emotions. It's part of the Living with Feeling project funded by the Wellcome Trust. We hope it helped you feel better.